Hello everyone, I'm so grateful that you're here. The Brush is a lounge for women, a place where we share conversations about our brushes with love, life, and everything in between. I'm Monique Walker, welcome to The Brush. that we have been talking to Adrienne Young of ABC. She is a producer. And if you have listened to part one, you know all about what she does in her career, writing teasers, keeping us in suspense, and just being a creative genius in her skill set. Um, but she started to talk to us a little bit about her path to where she is. And we just knew that there was more to share. And so I want to go ahead, Adrienne, and just dive right back in. And you can pick up where you left off and just continue to tell us about what what this path has meant to you and you were giving advice on uh to people who might want to brave um you know the the the, the path of becoming a producer um well to be honest um i feel like the thing is you just have to have faith and believe in yourself and believe in your mm -hmm. work yeah and and believe that you have a voice a lot of times ugh, things <laughs> a lot of time, we don't realize that we have a voice i mean at one point in my my life even though i was doing like working at bt and it was like the hottest thing happening and like you know there were all these artists and parties and like that life i felt mm -hmm. boring i felt mm -hmm. like i had a voice no voice and i felt like a boring person and you know, sometimes we don't even take the time to look at the look at ourselves and say, you know what? I'm pretty great. And yeah. God has given us all these abilities. Mm -hmm. Once we start kind of trusting ourselves and believing in ourselves and that little dream that, that was popped in your head didn't come from nowhere. It came yeah. from somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, once we start following that dream and that voice, um, we can connect and you know and there's power in that and we can realize we do have a voice yeah. and we do have the ability and and sometimes you have to get uncomfortable like mm -hmm. my my biggest piece of advice could be besides you know having faith is being willing to be yeah. uncomfortable and being willing to trust in things that you can't see which is what faith is mm -hmm. you can't always see it but if you have a feeling, if it's something that's put on your heart and something that's inspiring you and something that is a passion project or something that's passionate for you, mm -hmm. trust that Yeah. Um, and, and be willing to sacrifice, be willing to sacrifice. And, and what is that? Getting out of a comfort zone. That's what sacrifice is. Yeah. Removing yourself from things that make you comfortable. That's what was old you. Mm -hmm. Be willing to step into your calling and your purpose and who mm -hmm. you is and know that you don't know everything. Know mm -hmm. that even at my ripe age of 21, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I am still a student. Always be willing to be a student. 
-hmm. always be willing to be malleable, be willing to learn, be willing to take, like you were saying earlier um, in our last session, be willing to take advice because sometimes God may use someone else to give you the advice that you are, you are too stubborn to get from him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sometimes don't be afraid. You almost have to be fearless. This is not to be fearless. You can you be afraid. To. One of the things I tell people often now is like, where's your faith and where's your fear? Yeah. And if fear trumps your faith. Work your best to mm-hmm. level up so mm-hmm. your faith will surpass that fear and keep that faith growing. Yeah. Because the more you work your best to level up, then your faith will take over and your faith will win. Yeah. So, you know, and I, and I apply that in my career and, you know, I will say like, um, I came out here, I've been in LA for five years now. Um, I was working at ABC in New York and my job actually transferred me here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that there was a point not a few years ago where I felt like my voice wasn't recognized and I felt like, Oh, you know what? I'm not getting that promotion that I thought I was going to get or, mm-hmm. you know, even though I was working and marketing the number one show on the network and then doing all these amazing other things because Mm -hmm. you can get in your head. You don't even see the big picture. You're you're in the position wherever you are, you're in this position for a reason Mm -hmm. or growth. Maybe it was a choice you made, but then you, then you can grow from that choice. Right. Positions and you're in these places where maybe you didn't get that promotion and maybe you were looked over or maybe you didn't get, you didn't land in LA and get your dream producer job. There's mm-hmm. a reason for everything. Yeah. You can choose to learn from it, or you can choose to fall into your funk, or you can choose to go circa. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of folks in this industry that are circa, back to the good old days when they used to do this, or used to have that show, or used to have this moment. That mm-hmm. was then. This is now. What yeah. we need to do is embrace our now and mm-hmm. and work towards where we're going. And that's mm-hmm. a, back to faith. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you, Adrian, because, you know, I, I see you out there all the time promoting. I mean, almost every Thursday night, you send that little thing out. Watch Grace, watch yeah. Grace, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? People probably know Shannon, uh, Channing Nicole Dungy. They know Shonda Rhimes, but they have no idea that, you know, Adrian is playing a big role in, in this whole big symphony of what ABC is producing week in and week out. And so um, I wanted to do this interview with you because, you know, people look at Shonda and they think, wow, you know, I'll never get, what if I never get to the opportunity? That just might be too big for them. Or thinking of, of, of Channing as the, the, the president of, of a, the first African-American woman as the first president of an, uh, an entertainment group like that. Oh, I'll never get to be that or it may be too late. But then they never think about a person like you who has a very big and, and essential and important role in this whole big old piece. And you're an African-American woman just like the rest what of us. Like you, you have to get up and get them off for school every day too. Tell us what, what life is like on the outside of the career. Actually, um, I have two daughters, um, mm-hmm. Chloe, who's nine, and Naomi, who's um, just turned six. So the best part about this is, um, and I'll get into this, the best part about them both is now that Naomi's in kindergarten, they're finally at the same school. Uh-huh. Um, one of the things you learn as a producer, and to be a successful producer, which I will own that I am, there was a time when I would be modest and not, but I am. Um, is you have to produce your whole life. Yeah. You have to be willing to 
you have to get up early. You have to prepare. You have to back time. That's what producers do. You mm -hmm. back time things. You make slots. Mm -hmm. You you assess the day. You assess, okay, well, they have to be here by this time, but I have to be here by this time. And this deadline is now. Like, you know, one of the things I learned early in my career was you can't air black. So at yeah. the end of the day, mm -hmm. no matter what happens, something's going to go out. So yeah. you want to make it the best you can. Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure you put your heart in it. Um, one of the things that um, I was told mid-career, mid I guess mm -hmm. I'm still in mid-career. Yeah. A few years ago, I was told you care too much. Mm. It, was, it was by a, 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 a graphic designer. Mm. And, 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 and it came at me kind of in a negative way. And I thought about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I never not want to care. Um, yeah, like I was saying sure. earlier, I, I got to a place a few years ago in my career after I moved here and things weren't working out um, in a lot of aspects where I felt like I wasn't cared for. So yeah. I stopped caring. So yeah. I stopped giving my all. And yeah. because I didn't give my all in some of the work that I made, I never phoned it in, but you know, I felt like, well, they're not seeing my vision. They're not seeing my passion. They're not seeing what I want to do. So whatever they want, I'll just do it. Just get yeah. it out. And yeah. when I started taking on that mentality, mm -hmm. everything suffered. Because when you take on that mentality, you begin to lose yourself. Yeah. Once you begin to lose yourself, then the people around you will start saying like, well, what's up with Adrian? Or yeah. what's going on there? Are you mad? Or what? And so then you begin like this whole downward spiral of like mm -hmm. losing yourself, disgruntled yeah. at work, speaking yeah. out. And if you're the black girl, mm, <laughs> oh my God. Then, then they might have that expectation that you're going to do that anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, what I had to learn was it wasn't taking me to a happy place. And, mm -hmm. in, the, and in the last few years, and even in regards to um, me getting the divorce that I have, it was all about like, reclaiming myself and reclaiming my happy space and reclaiming yeah. who I am because it it takes a lot to admit that you're lost. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, mm -hmm. not long ago, Adrian was very lost. Mm hmm. Went mm -hmm. on a whole search of discovery, like what can make me happy? What mm -hmm. are my dreams? What, what, and, and it can become a childlike thing where mm -hmm. you really have to dig deep and get back to those roots about. Like what inspired, what were your childhood dreams? What were those things that, mm -hmm. that, that made you like excited and, you know, mm -hmm. you show and tell for your family or friends or your school, yeah. what were those things that, that mm -hmm. God put in your heart when you were a kid? Yeah. Why not rediscover them? Why mm -hmm. not like figure out like, you know what, what made me happy? I love being an artist. I haven't painted in years. You know what? Mm -hmm. Cooking is artistry. I haven't, let me br break out a pan, you know? <laughs> and once I started like trying to do that and gain clarity over, and that's another thing. I started this journal to in 2017. Yeah. I called it the clarity book. Wow. So what it was. And I would advise everyone to do that. Um, mm -hmm. Is this something you created yourself? I have, I haven't marketed it, but I should. Cause that's okay, um, we're going to market it in we're the gonna market it now. So talk about it. So the clarity book is basically when you find yourself lost or in doubt or trying to figure out what in the world is happening in your life and around you and what happened to you, mm -hmm. um, you start a clarity book. So what I did was I started this journal and I call it the clarity book. And what I wrote about 
was I started with the definition of clarity. Yeah. Like becoming clear about, you know, intentions or whatever. So from there, I wrote the definition of clarity. Mm -hmm. And after that, I started, you know, writing about what, not only what I wanted to be clear about, but what I was clear about Mm -hmm. and what I wasn't clear about. Yeah. And out of these writing exercises, so many amazing things came to light, came Mm -hmm. to fruition because I was writing. And as I'm writing these things, you think you're writing to yourself. And I, I learned that at the end of almost all of my journaling, I ended up writing back to God. Yeah. So I realized that these faith things you do and these faith moves you make and these conversations with you ha- you're having with yourself are really with you and God. Because yeah. he, he's number one, homie. Amen. He's like, he's like, he's daddy, he's father, he's yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. So I found myself talking to him about clarity and, and asking and thanking him for where I am. And and that's another thing, like, even if you're in like the dumps or in the most rotten part of your journey, mm-hmm. thank God for it. Thank him yeah. for it because there can only, you're only going to grow. Yeah. And you can only learn and you can only be a vessel to someone else who might've gone through it. I mean, God is never going to give you more than you can handle. This is true. This is true. And I think sometimes these things happen. That's what the brush is all about. I don't know if you know this. And I didn't know this about you before we uh, decided to do this together. But that's what the brush is about is when you find yourself at these intersections in your life and something just uh, erupts, you know what I'm saying? And it's life altering. But I think that there's so much beauty in these, I call them traumas sometimes. There's so much beauty in them because it gives you the opportunity to to come face to face with God, with that higher being, with that source. And if you can be truthful with that, then yes. you will find out what the growth is. You know, Adrian, one thing I know now that I, I didn't know through life was, you know, as a child, I grew up with the greatest opportunities of my life. But the older I got, the more I realized there were, I was like an onion and there was so much of my life that had to be peeled back to get to the little bitty piece of that onion that I was like, but that's who I truly am. I everything. You know what I'm saying? But I think when these things happen, if we will be true to ourselves and just give ourselves the opportunity to do that work that you just talked about, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it opens up so much. It it, it took you higher. Look at where you are now. Look at how comfortable you are having a very vulnerable conversation right now you know girl i I am so vulnerable right now you don't even want to know but anyway (laughs) but to be honest like it it took me having to break to rebuild and to reconnect because like i said i grew up in the church but then i became that person that was like oh church is in the heart you know how we always say like oh i don't go to yeah i've learned in the last year that communion is important community think about it words we keep using faith community communion it's Mm -hmm. important i mean like i don't know what everyone's religious beliefs are but i know what i believe in yeah i and i know that because of my beliefs my life has changed and because of my beliefs even in a storm i can find peace Mm -hmm. you know on a dark day i know that i am not alone yeah and even if you're going through, like I'm going through a divorce, luckily, you know, it's amicable. Um, mm-hmm. But even going through a divorce and, and learning how to maneuver through my new life with my with my daughters yeah. and then 
still balance my career and still be on point. You know, mm-hmm. this, none of this is without faith. None yeah. of this can happen without God. None yeah. of these opportunities and, and through these, these not necessarily obstacles, cause they're not really obstacles. Mm-hmm. They're growing bumps. They're yeah. bumps of growth where mm-hmm. you are, once you hit a bump, what do you do? You, it, yeah. it takes you up, you hit yeah. you go up. So yeah. through these growth bumps, mm-hmm. I've learned so much about myself. I love that I can laugh at myself. Yeah, I've learned to embrace who I am, flaws and all. And mm-hmm. I've learned that, you know, if I could be a vessel for the next person and if I could be used to teach the next sister or the next black person or black girl, especially mm-hmm. women who don't know their worth or don't know their value or don't know that they can walk away from a situation if it's not working. Yeah. That they can do it. Mm-hmm. But all of that is so critical too, Adrian, in the entertainment industry. There's so much identity loss. I mean, I was in radio and television many years ago and I stepped away because it was turning me into something that I didn't want to be. And I just pulled away completely. My, my children's father and I met at ABC uh, 13 here in Houston 30 some years ago. And I was destined. I wanted to be that TV news anchor. I wanted to be all of these things. And I totally pulled away and stayed an independent because I didn't, I didn't know how to navigate the, um, not doing something that I didn't want to do. And you know, the news industry is a little bit different from where you are, but if you don't know who you are and have confidence in yourself, you will not win in that industry. I don't have care how good you are. Am I correct? That that will ooze out of your pores. <laughs> they will see it and they will use it. And they will do whatever they can. But yeah. one of the things that, that you said sparked something with me mm-hmm. um, from, from the clarity and from my journey and my now walking with God again. Um, yeah. One of the things that I learned most is, and something I always wore this necklace um, and it had Latin uh, Sanskrit. I don't really remember what it said. And actually, I don't know where the necklace is. I think one of my daughters has it hidden. But it was like a hot air balloon. And the translation was, you can't change. And we always know these things. Yeah. It doesn't always click, but there are always messages within you. And, and then there's this beauty symphony of, of, of life that kind of, kind of comes together and these people that come into your life at, at the right timing or whatever. I'm going off subject, but this, mm-hmm. The saying on the on the necklace said, "You can't change your change the sky, change your state of the state of mind." Yeah. So, what I started doing, and because of the clarity and with my walk with God, I started the people that I resented that weren't promoting me, and the people mm-hmm. that I would work with because, like, I was the black producer. I even mm-hmm. had a black editor, you know. So the yeah, people wow. that I was working with, you know. I stopped resenting them and started seeing them again as people. Yeah. So once you start seeing someone as a person mm-hmm. and you start seeing who they are, you mm-hmm. can't get mad at them for being that person. Yeah. You can't get mad at them. You know, it's just like looking at, oh, you're just being you again. I got it. Yeah. Oh, and then the more you get it, the more you're, and you're more, you're getting back to yourself mm-hmm. and then you begin to shine and you begin to go. And then there's a difference in you. So yeah. you're changing. You're not changing the sky. You're changing your state of mind. Mm-hmm. And if you start to change, people will see that change and they will grow into what you are becoming. Yeah. And from you know, that, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. And from that, new opportunities will come. A new, like mm-hmm. this past year, 
I was, I did the Little Mermaid live and it was a, on top of Grey's and all the other stuff, I did the Little Mermaid live. Um, yeah. It's first, you know, live, um, like hyper um, application of combining the live world with the animation. It was the first of its kind. And wow. so I was able to do that mm -hmm. um, because, you know, of my growth and my ability to be malleable and my ability and my and my desire to always want to learn and grow and mm -hmm. do something different and do something interesting and yeah. you know and be willing to take chances and you know as a producer and as as a creative as anyone in any industry you have to be willing to be vulnerable i was talking to my sister and she's up for a job and she she was up for a job and she was saying well I haven't really done this, but I want to do it. So I said, are you that or are you not that? Mm. As well, maybe, I, no, 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 no. Are you that or are you? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, by the end of the conversation, she was like, are you that? It's owning who you are. Yeah. It's not who you want to be. It's already in you. Like you said, there's layers. Sometimes yeah. we can go through life and build layers. And you say onions, I say layers. <laughs> We can be walking on like 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 layers and layers, but you're still in you're still that juicy feeling in the middle. Yeah. But you've been layered and layered. She, and layered. she never dies. She may back up, but she's always wishing and desiring to come forward. Let yeah, her she, out. Oh yo, she always wants to come out. Yeah. Inner Monique, the inner Adrian, the inner whoever's listening is there. And mm -hmm. she's been telling you and she's screaming at you, this is why you're listening right now. Nothing yeah. is by chance. You're listening to this because there's some kind of message you're supposed to get where you're supposed to dig deep. So yeah. again, once you start digging deep, those onion layers or those layers or whatever you have on the surface will start shedding off. Yeah. And the more those layers shed, you're getting closer to your authentic self, who you were always designed to be. Yeah. No one is born without a gift or a purpose. Yeah. We can hide from it. We can run from it. We can lose our purpose in someone else. Mm -hmm. A lot of us do. And mm -hmm. we, and, or we can just stop. We can yeah. just stop. And then, then we can just not live to our potential. And who's who's losing there? Mm -hmm. You're losing. Your children lose when you're not living to yeah. your, your your genera the generations behind you lose. Absolutely. And then you can told to start a whole generational spiral of curses that we're not even going to get into. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, there's so much beauty in a breakdown. I know that's oh from my God. Girl, you preach it. girl, let me tell you, that yeah. might happen too. I'm open to whatever God has in store for me. But there's yeah. so much beauty in the breakdown. It because is. Because when you break down what you thought you were, you can finally become who you are. That's right. There's, um, there's layers and layers of, of authenticity and transparency that we can reveal to ourselves. And right there, there's so much beauty and essence in that, man, the time is flying just like before. Girl, we got to have this uh, conversation again. We got a few more minutes. I want to ask you, who are some of your heroes in the industry? Well, you, okay, well, I'll start. Well, I will say um, Shonda Rhimes, no brainer, come on, like, Shonda Ooh. Rhimes. Um, I will say Oprah. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey. Like I've always had dreams of being baby Oprah, but yeah. I'm I'm learning now because I love interviewing and I love talking and I'm and I love giving. I love and I love everything she stands for and how passionate she is and like people who are genuinely like accessible. Like yeah. as big of a conglomerate as this woman is. Mm -hmm. She's 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 
comfortable being vulnerable. She's comfortable yeah. being in her own skin. Mm -hmm. um, but I have learned in recent, I won't even say years, I'll say in recent months, that instead of aspiring to be baby Oprah, I'm mm -hmm. aspiring to be great Adrian. And if someone sees that as baby yes. Oprah, great. But what I'm learning is to aspire to be the best version of myself. Yeah. And myself might look like baby Oprah. Myself might look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. <laughs> but that's your opinion. What yeah. matters is what I feel about myself. And if mm -hmm. I'm living in my purpose, and if I'm yeah. being the best version of myself, then, hey, if it looks like baby Oprah, then, yes, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, and then another thing I do want to mention, Channing has unfortunately left us. She's with Netflix. And we yeah. do miss her severely but i love everything she brought to our network yeah i Every didn't know that she had left but i was referring to the fact that you got a chance to work under I her did. during that historical period i did I, I remember calling darnell my children's dad and i was like hey you know you got a uh, a black woman she's your boss and he's like no nah, disney the mouse is my boss he's like, ah! oh, i gotta go <laughs> so <laughs> it was funny can i tell you a funny yeah. story about channing when i first met her Oh, I would love to. Go ahead. So I first met, okay, um, so Cliff, Net, Cliff Note story of my transition from New York to L.A. Uh -huh. So I was working for ABC in New York, um, and I was doing the show called The Chew, which was this cooking show. Yeah, I know um, all about it. Where when you go to, go to set, it really felt like smell-o-vision because you could watch the monitors, but you actually <laughs> smell what they're making. It was amazing. And everything they made was ridiculously delicious. But uh -huh. anyway, side, side note. Um, when I um, first moved out here, well, when I first was offered the opportunity to transition, um, I was eight months pregnant with Naomi, my now six-year-old. Uh -huh. So I had the choice of like uprooting our life and moving out to LA, which was always a dream to be bi-coastal, or mm -hmm. waddling into the job interview. So, yeah. <laughs> and said, hey, I'm awesome, but you know, I'm gonna need about uh, six to 12 weeks. So I, I, I chose to, um, and with luckily the blessing of, uh, of my ex um, to mm -hmm. relocate our family across country. Yeah. And um, so we move out here and um, I'm like, I need, I don't know anybody, I need childcare. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I, I landed um, some, a spot at the Disney Children's Center. Yeah. Um, big up to the Disney Children's Center, woo woo. So anyways, um, so for the first year I was there, um, uh, first Chloe, then Naomi, um, we were the black people at the Disney Children's Center. Wow. And um, one day I was walking to pick up Chloe, um, my eldest, and then I saw a cute little brown girl in the yard. Uh -huh. and, I, and then she looked at me and pointed, and I looked at her and pointed because I was startled because I'm not used to, <laughs> I got used to not seeing us. So I was like, wait, what are you doing here? And she was looking at me like, wait, what are you doing here? Uh -huh. so, <laughs> so long story short, I'm in the lot, I'm in the parking lot like a day or two later. And this woman parks next to me, another black woman. And uh -huh. we look at each other with a lot of respect and we're like, oh, hi. And it's so, because I guess she had seen my brown baby. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> we connected and, and, you know, and she, I introduced myself. I said, oh, I'm Adrian. I work on the ABC side as a writer producer. And, and Channing introduced herself. And this is before she became our president. Uh -huh. um, she was over um, um, programming, or, but she wasn't um, our president. Oh, 
the entertainment yet. Yeah. Um, but she was like, but she was a big, big, big wig. Yeah. But she introduced herself. She's like, oh, I'm in production. Oh. So what I what I took from that is you don't have to brag and boast to be amazing. Yeah. That amazingness will just exude naturally. Because I thought she was great and wonderful, not even knowing she was my boss. But I know. <laughs> or she would be wow. So I ended up going, we went to this town hall meeting like the next day and um, our former, his name was Paul Lee. He was our former president. Uh-huh. He invited all of his department heads to the front of the room. Yeah. And she walked up and I was startled. And, and <laughs> again, that was my lesson. Like, oh, wow. Uh-huh. You, you can be super powerful and, and, and just be, you could be a leader and not boast that you're a leader. You can just like, yeah. just, and, and then. Every time we met or saw each other, when she mm-hmm. spoke, just eloquent and smart and and just confident and knew her worth. Yeah. Well, and every time I, said, I learned, you know, she had to deal with that big old, uh, was it Roseanne? What was her name? Was it oh, the Roseanne thing. And she was so grounded and so confident and she didn't, it didn't look like nothing anybody I, was, the media was coming at her from everywhere. She wasn't bothered at all. No, she, that's, and that's what a leader is. So yeah. I've taken notes from Channing, Oprah, Shonda, all of these women. I take notes and I'm willing to take notes from whoever I see that, that empowers grace. That's yeah. another thing besides faith. There's a lot of power and grace mm-hmm. and not always having to open your mouth and say who you are, what you do, how you do it. And not always having to boast and not always make, make like, oh, you're going to get my voice. Like sometimes it's easy. To, it's good to just be still yeah. just take in the moment, take in the environment mm-hmm. and allow the words to come to you. We don't always have to have the last word. Yeah. And an ego and a false sense of self. If you are walking in that, everyone will know anyhow. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone will know anyhow. Another question that I have for you, um, and we've been talking about great uh, African-American women. Do you believe that there are more opportunities opening up for women, particularly women of color, but all women? Because the entertainment industry has always been perceived as a man's world, quote unquote. Do you think that there's more opportunity? What does it look like in LA? You've been to Hollywood. What does it, I mean, to, uh, to, to New York, what does it look like? Are there more opportunities opening up for women? I'm going to be honest here. I, yeah. I absolutely feel like more opportunities are opening up for, for women. of. I don't want to just say black women, but women of color. Yeah. Because women of color like myself mm-hmm. and a lot of my circle are now being placed in positions where they can lift their sister. Um, One of the things that I like to to live by is that I'm not in competition with anyone. Like there is no one in this world that I'm in competition with but myself. So if I look at life that way, why wouldn't I lift the next sister? Why wouldn't I want to see the next black woman, brown woman, whatever woman win? Mm -hmm. So I definitely see, I mean, because Brown people, like people of color, everybody is pretty awesome, but people of color uh, and people who've come from oppressed states mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. naturally have to like work to fight to be themselves and fight to have like, you know, like self, self-worth and, 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 and to be seen in a, in a special way. Yeah. And we're getting, we're in this, in this space and time where authenticity is real and being yourself is real and mm-hmm. wearing your hair the way you want to wear it 
mm. without explanation and without, you know, yeah, without fear. And just we're, we're, the beautiful thing about social media is people oh. are learning to, and a lot of people think it is social media can be negative. I yeah. think that if you use it correctly, it can yeah. be extremely empowering because Absolutely. part of the thing in social media, besides trying to get a lot of likes is discovering yourself and you're putting yourself out there and you're making yourself vulnerable, whether you yeah. know it or not, even yeah. through filter, you're yeah. making yourself vulnerable. You're, mm -hmm. and especially if you're trying to, to, to figure your way, figure who, out who you are. My advice is always to look in a mirror. So yeah. if your mirror happens to be your phone and if you keep staring, some things are going to come out. Right. This so, is true. And, and you're right. Social media does force that because if you're a company and your brand is something over here that people think is, oh, ah, ah, wonderful. But then you are acting out or are not portraying that same image in your personal social media. People are not going to, they're going to know that there's two different people here and you can't be two different people. No, so, you can't. Uh, one of them is going to have to die. Well, that's accountable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, one of them is going to have to go. Yep, you got so, it. Once you get closer to yourself, uh -huh. um, I believe that God, when you get closer to who you are, God is going to put you in these positions. He's yeah. going to have that right person walk across your path. He's going to have someone reach out to you that you may not even know. Some Your yeah. resume might come across someone's desk and, yeah. and he will pave the way for you to get in that place. Amen. And once you're in that place, you can empower that next person to, yeah. to circle back to your, to your question. Yeah. And so I definitely see a change in the industry. I definitely yeah. see our voices being heard and we might not get the Oscar nod. We might not get it yet, but it's coming. It's yeah. already making, it's already happening. It's that's already. That's the lead into my next question. What is next for Adrian Young? What's going on? What's next for you? Well, well, besides my passion for telling stories and just like surrendering to, well, wherever that leads me, because I love marketing, but you know, from doing this Little Mermaid project, I, I was able to rekindle my love for documentary, documenting because, you know, doing this pro project made me feel like I was literally in a Disney movie. Like, yeah. we were there with Alan Meekin when they were doing the music and, uh -huh. you know, watching the recordings and, you know, watching, you know, Ali Eid become Ariel and, and yeah. just being there from the ground, watching this whole production come together mm -hmm. and documenting it and interviewing help me rekindle my love for documenting yeah so, i'd love to document um that's something i'm, I'm interested in uh, working on documentaries in near in the near future mm -hmm. um another thing is just telling stories and giving back and empowering um i i want to develop more of a persona of giving of, yeah. giving, of giving my time of giving my energy of pulling up that next generation mm -hmm. um, working with people you know, like I said, I've realized from my clarity journey um, mm -hmm. that one of my favorite jobs was when I told kids from inner city New Orleans that you can produce yeah. a PSA and you can mm -hmm. talk about things and you can use your voice. So yeah, my yeah. goal is in, in the next few years to use my voice. But mm -hmm. one of the other things that I want to do that's kind of off brand, but yeah, not yeah. even off brand, off the TV brand, but... I have a passion project where I want to develop an app. Um, uh -huh. I don't know how much I can share, but mm -hmm. there's an app 
that will be out, we're going to claim by the end of this year, that will provide parents and working parents and working moms and dads and people who don't feel like they can have work balance life, that balance. Oh. Um, so it's an idea that, I, that I'm um, developing that can hopefully provide a work balance life for people who feel like they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who feel like they can't um, take that night class or can't have me time yeah, or, yeah. or can't, you know, you know, even have a date night um, yeah, yeah. or, you know, just it's about reinvesting in yourself Absolutely. and in a way that won't cost anything, mm-hmm. you know, so because, because we're we're it. we are and we can <laughs> do that class and we can have like another thing was always balanced me, like trying to figure out how to balance it all. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you produce your life every day, kind of like I do, it's yeah. exhausting. Yeah, I so know. If you can figure out a way to still feel full and get things in other ways, like I want to take this class, but oh, I can because I pick up the kids or I have to do this, I have to do that. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm developing now is a way to take the, I can't out of a situation or out of, something that's been put on your heart out of a dream i love know? it so i don't want to say too much but mm-hmm. i believe I it's something god, i believe it's something god put in my heart and something i really want to see come to fruition and i, and I believe that he put it there because god knew that you would do it yeah and it's gonna it's gonna get done and yeah. i believe it'll be life-changing for a lot of people and yeah. if i'm the vessel that he's using to do this so be it it's a passion project. It's something I want to do in my free time. And it's mm-hmm. something that I believe will change a lot of people's state of mind. Right. This has been so intriguing. We've got about three minutes. I've got one final question that I'm sure everybody wants to know because they're listening to this interview and they're saying, I got my script. I need to go look up and see who Adrian is. What are the do's and don'ts of getting a project to someone like yourself? What what do you tell someone who says, I've got something and they want to get it in? I know a pitch deck is real important, but tell me what's the most, what are the do's and don'ts for doing that? Um, uh, I think like we're in, you and I both are in an industry or I've been in an industry where it seems unattainable, but once you know somebody, you kind of want to just throw, hey, look, I'm, yeah. you know, <laughs> so I think one of the things is, like you can't have the ad I'll, I'll just say we've had interns you can always spot a good intern there's uh-huh. two kinds of interns there's that intern that comes in all entitled like all right where's my promotion i should be a producer i've been here two weeks yeah and then you have that intern that's like knocking on your door hey do you need anything can i do yeah. anything can i be yeah. anything how can i grow how can i evolve mm-hmm. so to answer your question for those out there that want to get in the game and want to produce or want to, you know, you know, pitch an idea, be willing to be a sponge, be willing to take, even if you're 45 years old, Mm -hmm. be willing to take that internship because try to reach a goal, be willing Mm -hmm. to humble yourself, Mm. be willing to, to be humble and be willing to just be easy and be willing to, learn and not think you know everything yeah you can't be like like you said earlier you can't show up like with your idea and be like my idea is 100 percent gold that's right I change it. so if you're coming to me and you have this dream idea that's so boss that 
it's not malleable or changeable and you can't be open to suggestion. Why do you need me? That's right. Go so, do it yourself. <laughs> so I like to work and rock with people that when they bring something to the table, the first thing I see first is their passion and their heart. Yeah. Even if they don't have it all together or if they do, like that heart and that passion and that drive will show. Yeah. Like, you might have the dream idea, but if you come up entitled and you come up like, yeah, I got this. To, you know, if you come up entitled and, and like you already have it and know it all, what do you need me for? And yeah. why would I want to push you on to the next person? Because mm -hmm. yeah. like Shonda said, she has a, a year of yes book. I'm learning to say yes more, but mm -hmm. I'm learning to say yes the right time, the, wow. to the right person, to the yeah. right energy and no to the wrong energy and the wrong person mm -hmm. and the wrong circumstance. Yeah. So I guess my advice to you is if you have, if you have dreams and ambitions and you want to get in this industry, humble yourself, be willing to step back. If you, if you were used to making a hundred thousand, be willing. There was one point in my, when I um, worked at BT, um, I was a predator, what they mm -hmm. called predator, which was a producer editor, but I was a writer. And, I got so tired of people thinking I was just an editor Yeah, uh, because I worked, my office was actually in a bay that I stepped away from editing altogether and took like a $40,000 pay cut at yeah. my next position just so I could, you know, change the perspective and change and rebrand myself so people wouldn't put me in a box. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be willing to step back and take, maybe if it's a financial L or a status L, you have to be willing to take that loss because it's not really a loss. It's a gain. Yeah. yeah. My God, this has been so impactful. We are down to our last 56, seven, 60, 56 seconds, but Adrian is coming back. We're going to figure out how to make you a regular on this podcast until you get your own. And then when you get your own, I'll tell people where to go listen to yours. That's right. <laughs> you see what I'm talking What I just said right there. We yeah. help each other. Yeah. Thank for you all of us. There's not just one. There's lanes for all of us. Yes. And I love this. And you will be back probably sooner than we're able to, to hit, sooner than we think. But we're thank you so this. much for uh, right. being a guest about watch Grey's Anatomy, watch everything that Adrian's a part of on ABC. And Station 19, we return January, uh, Thursday, January 23rd. Yeah. Uh, two hours in there. Yes, follow her on and and thumbs up, man. Sometimes I just go and put a comment so that they know I'm listening and I'm watching. Thank you so much for being on The Brush and we'll Ooh. see you soon. You're welcome. The Brush is a lounge for women, a place where we share conversations about our brushes with love, life, and everything in between. Keep up with The Brush on Instagram and Facebook at The Brush Lounge. Also, check out the Brush Lounge community at www.thebrushlounge.com.